You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey! Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Barside, my friends. It's good to see you on uh, whatever day you're watching this. We're recording it on Monday, but uh, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It's I'm podcast happy to have day. Lauren here. Our good friend Andy is here. Dave is here as well. We. Welcome to the show. Um, so tonight, you know, we don't have many uh, good recent bar stories, unfortunately, because we're not allowed to go to bars. Um, but where we are allowed to hang out and party at is our house. So what better time to talk about awesome house parties, right? Love it. It seemed like a good topic to me. I don't know off the top of my head. I, uh, I'm known for having a good one every once in a while. Speaking of uh, house parties. First, you got to have a good house. So, if you've got a really good house for house parties, Dave's in his house right now. If everybody, Dave has the best house for house parties. He pretty much, but he's smart. <laughs> he doesn't invite ten million people. Over so I feel like you know. So there, there's the wide angle view. That's <laughs> this. This is this is the bar that. Uh, yeah, I spent about seven years getting done. Hey, can I just say really quick that the fact that you have two angles of your bar makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I, oh, it's not really just two angles of the bar. It's because I brought two cams home when I was setting up all this nonsense to go ahead and run everything. And so I've got one that's like the, you know, the regular, and then I've got the one that's the wide angle shot. And, you know, that way if, if I want to throw something up on the TV, I can, and it's there. And I'm, yeah, cause I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. That's how that works. <laughs> you should do newscasts. Um, from in front of your bar, I think that would be good. I feel oh, like no. I feel like I have a better budget uh, than a lot of the newscasters that yeah. are. You should put like little info things on the TV behind you, like they have like a little screen behind them. You know? Have like a little news ticker running across the bottom. <laughs> hey, it's four o'clock. Trump said something else dumb. There. Uh, <laughs> tell us what he said, Dave. <laughs> Our reporter on the street, Bob Waltonsfield. Uh, good stuff. Anyways, um, I used to live in a place that had a pretty cool bar that I built and, uh, it did not look like Dave's, but, uh, that's just cause we were pretty much poor and didn't have it stocked fully all the time. Like we could barely keep anything in stock because people were over every single night drinking. It was basically like a frat house. And this is why I don't invite a lot of people over. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of downtown Detroit, though, and it's actually, you know, the the connecting story about how Dave and I know yeah. each other is I was living with my buddy Pants at this place. Uh, my brother helped find the place. We were living downtown in, like, one of those swanky 650-square-foot, uh, just one-room lofts downtown that there's, like, a million cookie-cutter versions of them. It's got the hardwood floors and the little... Uh, island kitchenette kind of thing that today on. could be yours for the low low price of what seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah <laughs> yeah I, I have no idea what they go for now i lived in them in the late 90s and it was pretty cool uh it's pretty when they were like know. 200 bucks a month <laughs> they, well, they were that cheap, and they were very poorly designed you could hear everything your neighbors did because there was nothing but uh you know two paper thin pieces of drywall in between you and your neighbors so a lot of, uh, lot of macaroni and cheese, as, as you love to point out, a lot of... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, if, if you have a cool, swanky apartment downtown Detroit, it definitely uh, does something for the ladies. They like it. Anyways, my brother found a place um, right over by Campus Martius, about a block away from Campus Martius, uh, if you're familiar with that. And uh, it was a 6,500-square-foot loft. So we were able to spread out and have our own rooms and uh, move about and skateboard and play floor hockey. And we had a video game room set up and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, yeah, my buddy Pants moved in with us and I built the bar 
And it was a good bar. There was the pieces were there. They had uh, when we moved into this place, there was all kinds of junk and trash from people who had lived there before and could never quite completely clean it out or throw everything away. So the first three months, we basically um, spent cleaning it up, getting electricity to all the different rooms uh, and making it livable. We had to build a bathroom. We had to put in a kitchen sink. Um, we eventually got a dishwasher, like one of those portable kinds. Uh, what else did we do to that place? I was building a dark room for photography because I'm a photographer. And um, man, it was wild. Actually, funny, not really funny, but like I'll never forget where I was on the morning of 9 11 because I was there cleaning that place out. So um, it was right around that. Not time. funny, but funny. Wow, yeah, shiny, happy. Yeah, more. Yeah, not funny. Haha, more. Hey, this milk smells funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we're, we're, we're working on the place and getting ready to move in. We hadn't moved in yet because it wasn't livable. And I come outside and my buddy's like, dude, they're bombing the Pentagon. They're bombing New York City. Like terrorists are taking over the world. It's going crazy. But like, what the fuck? Like they're going to probably bomb Detroit next. Let's get the fuck out of here. We're like, whoa. Uh, and then we went and watched the news and saw what was really happening. With I love the green screen. Anyways, you'll never forget where you were uh, certain times of your life. This pandemic being grade. no exception. <laughs> uh, where was I? We, yeah, so I built this bar. It was a good 25-footer with like a curve in it. And we had, you know, just all kinds of space. So we built it in the front room, which had black and white checkered floors. Um, I eventually bought a mop. So that I could clean up <laughs> people coming over. Coming That's a, that is such a single guy thing to say. I eventually bought a mop. Eventually bought a mop. And well, and I bought one of those big industrial kind, like that you would see at any kind of store. You know, I was like, well, this is a huge floor. We're gonna have to like really mop it. A Swiffer is not gonna get it. Yeah. Were you talking about the ones that are like the long, like yarn? Yeah. Like yeah, the replaceable heads. The mop. Yeah, that's the replaceable yeah. heads. And then the big yellow bucket <laughs> with the squishy thing, you know? So you were Carol Burnett, is what you were saying. I had were like the like little sponge. No. So you were Carol Burnett at the end of her show, is what you were saying. Yes, exactly. The area where our bar was was about 2,500 square feet just itself. So, yeah, it was nuts. Um, we had some wild raging parties. We had people over drinking just about every single night, at least like six nights a week. Somebody would stop by because they knew we had this great place and uh, people were kind enough to bring donations, booze, or just, you know, feel free to help themselves to whatever we had and stuff like that. I'm surprised we never, you know, really designed a good kitty jar for people to like, uh, hey, you know, put some money in here and we'll keep this place stocked and stuff like that. Right. Um, you have, like the podcast studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Studio. Just like have like a little donation box. Damn, I can't believe we never really smart. thought of that. I seem to recall friends giving us money at, from time to time to, sure, to sure. replenish our stock. But, um, you know, yeah. we were there for we were living in this place during the blackout, which was just, a, you know, a year or two. I think that was 2002, 2003. So right after 9-11. Yeah, 03. Um, yep. that, that was an interesting night because um, all of our friends who lived downtown and in the area had freezer. So we had a big giant um, oil drum barbecue up on the roof of this place. And so we decided to clean it up and, and have ourselves a cookout in the middle of downtown Detroit and pitch right. black, um, which was lots of fun. And everybody brought over booze that time. We got pretty silly drunk and did all kinds of silly things. But we had found these old um, bar stools. Uh, and so they were like big and metal and clunky and probably could have used a good reupholstering. Um, you know, they were good. I'm sure they were from some local bar from 20 years before or whatever, but they were suited us just fine. We had, 
uh, I believe like six or seven of them. So it was like a real deal bar. I built a, a little step, uh, a little a little foot rail on it, and I put um, uh, I strung that Christmas lights underneath it so that it could be lit up at night, and it looked really cool in there. We kept yeah. the lighting low, and uh, what I used to do, I had a fun game. Whenever there was like a big crowd of people, because I'm a big show off, you know, being a bartender, like gotta have all the attention on me, gotta be doing something silly, something crazy, something dumb. So when I get nice and saucy feeling all good and drunk um i would line the bar stools up like bowling pins so i'd have three in the back and then two in front of it and then one in front of that and i would get a full head of steam running start like a good 25 30 feet as fast as i could and fling myself into Jesus, them Remy. and oh knock God. them all over <laughs> <laughs> and man, I would wake up with bruises all the time. Like so, Pants and I, we would play, Pants and I would play like the wrestling game where you'd like slap each other on the chest and do a big Ric Flair woo, you know, just out of nowhere, you <laughs> stick your chest out and just give them a big, a big chop, you know, or a backhand oh chop across the chest. So was like, there was wow, lots of bruises oh and stuff. God. But again, alcohol dulls most of these pains. The best thing about the bowling though was that if I didn't knock them all down, I would go for the spare. You're like, why? Why would you do that, Remy? What the fuck? It it got a pretty good it got a pretty good chuckle out of people most times when I did it. Uh, You know, one of my roommates, I think, I don't know, he's like, you're just gonna break the chairs. I'm like, "Ah, it doesn't matter. When you wake up the next day, were you like super bruised up and like felt like shit? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that apartment, I injured myself quite a few times at that apartment. There was one night in particular, I was sipping whiskey from the bottle. And that's always uh, a dangerous uh, concoction, you know. It's like, if you pour yourself a drink, that's one thing. If you do a shot, that's another thing. If you straight just sip from the bottle, like, there's no way to gauge how much you're drinking. And right. uh, so all my friends and my roommates had uh, planned on going out to the bar that night. Uh, but by the time it was time to go out to the bar, this was some afternoon drinking I was doing. By the time it was time to go out to the bar, they left me behind. They're like, hey, you're in no condition to even walk to the bar. Like, you're not going to make it. And uh, so they got back from the bar and I blacked out. Uh, I don't I don't remember exactly what I did. But when I woke up in the morning, <clears throat> I was in my bed, in my bedroom. And I had a rug burn on my face because there were some carpeted areas of the, <laughs> the giant loft. And so apparently I tripped. I do remember tripping and falling. Uh, just losing my balance and like face first into the carpet, get a nice rug burn, like right up on your forehead and my neck hurt and I was shirtless and I was wearing the pants that I had on the day before, but no underwear. And I'm like, (laughs) so I've got the pants on from the day before and I don't have a shirt on no underwear. I was naked and they somehow got me back into my pants. That's, that's what happened. And it was later confirmed by my brother. He's like, yeah, your dumbass like got blackout drunk last night and you were running around the apartment naked. And so we tried to like wrestle you down and you were just kind of out of control and out of your mind. So my brother threw me into bed. He's like, finally got me into the pants and he just kind of grabbed me by my belt loops and tried to toss me into my bed. Like, just go to sleep, pass out, you dumbass. Well, he threw me too far or I lost my balance and I went right (laughs) into the wall (laughs) <laughs> and the wall had like you know a good size mush in it wasn't a hole but it was just it was the drywall had been mushed yeah in. like it just kind of like concave 
think yeah, I'm lucky that there was no stud there because if I would have hit a stud, that, that might have snapped my neck. Um, but you know, somebody was looking out for me, or something was looking out for me. Especially if you're all like limp and drunk, yeah, you could have gone straight into that shit. I did go straight into it, just not the my not door. the stud though. That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, you're right. You probably would have broken your neck or like at least got a concussion or something. Yeah, well, I didn't feel good the next day. That's for sure. <laughs> and I learned an important lesson about drinking whiskey from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. So, so Remy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been in a band for a while, right? I do know you've been in a band for a while. So I think I caught on that you guys want to talk about house parties and shit. Oh yeah, absolutely, buddy. So we we have this place that uh, we have dubbed the Valhalla for local musicians. It's called the Bacchus Social Club. The it's Bacchus the, uh, Social Club. Yes. It's here-ish. So up by Port Huron. Yeah. Uh, up in the thumb, more like the Marlette area, a little south of Bad Axe, all gotcha. that stuff. So um, we uh, we started doing Everybody's Born in Oktoberfest five years ago. I'm not born in October, though. Me you were at two. I'm November. Is that close yeah. enough? Can I come? We're both November, <laughs> Remy. We're a week I apart. Know, yeah. Like a week apart. <laughs> but uh, we, yeah, hey. yeah. We got there's another November birthday. It's we got the guitar player here tonight too. I don't know if you've met Dan Lijack yet. I don't I'm know if I have, but I'm sure we'll sweep over. Yeah, I'm a sweep over. <laughs> hey, all right, we're back. So yeah, we uh we have this Valhalla for local music, the Bacchus Social Club. It's just such a beautiful place. We got Kim, Marty. They uh they pretty much opened their home to just bands. To, oh, that's awesome. To it's just really play. cool. The uh the basement is fully fleshed out into its own indoor venue. Yeah. But, but weather permitting, and oh god, when the weather permits, it's amazing. They have a double decker stage out in the back lot. Ah, uh, beautiful. So uh, <laughs> we uh, we did everybody's. I picture it. <laughs> we did uh, everybody's born in Oktoberfest three slash slash drag saws backwoods bash three. Drag saws the name of their band. Nice. No, this year I'm talking oh. this year because uh, Remy's talking about hurting himself. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So, okay. I so that. I got a good hurting yourself story. Mm. So um. <laughs> The problem is it, when you get to Bacchus, like time really is nothing more than a construct. <laughs> uh, it's there, I guess, kind of. And I uh, think a lot of people are picking up on that vibe. <laughs> like yeah, these days, we, nobody we knows had, what like, day it is. We had booked like almost nine other bands on this show. I believe we were the tenth band. If yeah, we, we were, were the ninth. Th- band. We were the ninth band we because we had band. one band. Second to last, yeah. yeah. Oh no, we were fast. <laughs> so we started drinking at about when you wake up, and it's so beautiful up there, you usually wake up around like 10. Yeah. So you can't start, you can't no, drink all day if you don't start in the morning. It's true. So we uh we're drinking and drinking and drinking, and uh it's it's my birthday show, it's my 30th birthday, and it's like hell yeah. Oh, oh no, no. It's my 31st birthday. <laughs> so it's like hell yeah. <laughs> So um, we decide. It's like you're <laughs> we decide I'm boisterous. Uh, make make me MC this event. <laughs> oh god! So oh, so I'm up there introducing <laughs> bands, and uh, my first couple of introductions were a little rough because I was hitting the sauce a little hard. Yeah. 
um, started finding my uh, finding my, my way, and uh, and then it came really close to our time. So I'm introducing the band right before we went on, and uh, I had lost my lighter. So I asked for a lighter, and I saw a guy walk up to the stage, turn around and walk away, and I'm I'm drunk and dumb. So I walked after him and just fell right off the stage. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in the middle of introducing this band, just, oh, there I go. And uh, that's not even where the fun starts. We uh, we finally take the stage, and uh, adrenaline just freaking hit. And all the alcohol that I managed to push down a little bit just consumed me. So now yeah. I am I am embarrassing the shit out of myself and my bandmates. <laughs> I am a mess. I feel so bad for it. I am. I fell over at one point because we believe in solidarity. My whole band just laid down on the ground next to me. Oh, geez. I'm trying to sing. But um, so we somehow managed to make it through the set. Um, with little I think what you mean is your audience somehow managed to make it. <laughs> oh no, they loved it. They loved it. It was the most real music you could ever see. We made a lot of comedy out of it. Trust me. Yeah, it was. You got live metal and a comedy show. They were laughing with you and at you. So. Exactly. Yeah. In solidarity, I like it. So, so uh, we get off stage and um, and my my beautiful if woman. May, if I may interject oh. really quick, there was there was one point where he. Fell down on stage and kept singing. <laughs> yeah, and you okay. guys in yeah, and and me and the bass player Schneider, we just kind of laid down on top of him while he continued to sing. And <laughs> that, I mean, I'd expect performing. nothing less from a metal yeah. show. That's uh, <laughs> that was the most sober one what? at that point. I'm sorry, Remy. What did you say? I said, I said that's that that makes perfect sense. Metal bands are like that, dude. They're like, no, my brother's yeah, going down. I'm going right. down with him. That's man. a metal yeah. band thing, and no one <laughs> missed a beat. Right, yeah, everybody's still playing. <laughs> so, um, so we finally get finished with our set, and at this point, I am in no shape to be hanging out with anybody, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you remember Jordan, right? On the show, we were talking uh, about karaoke. Yes, yeah. obviously. Yeah, she, uh, she's the wonderful woman that is burdened unto me, or I am her burden. That's what I meant to say. Can I, can I just pan over to Jordan really quick so we all yeah, know? Yeah, she's here. She can say hi, too. So that way people are watching know who we're talking yeah. about. Okay, so we've got a JoJo. The hi, karaoke JoJo. hostess with the mostest. <laughs> all right, back so, to uh, us. So this, this lovely woman, it's her birthday as well. This you guys share a birthday. Yep, same exact Share day. a birthday, yeah. Not even joking. Not, Not even joking. I, I carded her the first day I met her. <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately, she's taking care of me and uh, she leaves me in the very capable hands of my buddy, Johnny. Uh, I had apparently decided I'm going to bed. <laughs> Done. Going to bed. That's it. It's over. Lights up. Oh she God. comes up to Johnny, goes, where's Andy? Took him to bed. So the poor woman is now trying to enjoy herself now that I am no longer a burden to her. And I. Uh, she finally, you know what? I'm going to bed too. She lays down. She's not in bed for five minutes before uh, I decide I have to piss and I'm not pissing the bed. Come on, don't. <laughs> like, please don't. Um, at, <laughs> at this point, it's actually important to note that we are sleeping in a camper that her freaking mother and her stepfather brought. So they're sleeping. sleeping less than five feet away from us. They're also in the camper. 
So I get up to go oh, piss and um <laughs> to slightly Tarantino it, there was blood everywhere. Oh Jesus. Uh I fell, I, I smashed my face open. Blood I cooked, everywhere. I cooked my stomach on one of those like portable radiator heaters. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um Sometimes it's like letting the Tasmanian devil loose, you know? Yeah. You're just like oh, spinning oh. around. You have no control over there your body. There blood on my wine jug. Yeah, uh, I still have pictures of my blood on her wine jug. It was and, outside. And it's oh, so amazing. And like, and again, her, my, my like parent-in-laws are sleeping right there. And they just hear me yelling, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. Oh, and Jordan is so nonchalant. <laughs> That's what I love about it. Allegedly... I believe it. She's right here. She can confirm. She just, oh, what's wrong? I fell. Okay. There's blood. Jordan, where is it coming from? My face. Oh, geez. All right. Let's get a look at you. I got to pee. I managed to get out of the uh, the camper. And it, it took a, oh, God. It's Ed. Oh, God. Oh. There, okay, so there's oh. a picture of like his stomach and it is like the day after. it's disgusting it, it is like black camera. we'll try and show it Shit, but black and blue, huh? oh yeah that's not i don't know if you can't no nope, you nope, can't nope. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to share that to the instagram we'll share it to the facebook yes we'll so, put it up there so everybody can see everywhere Apparently, I do make it outside to piss, which was a question that I asked a week later. Like, did I piss myself or? No, I did make it outside to piss. On my return trip, I uh, went to go back into the camper and just fell into everything. So now I took out a a nice little camping table. I have just ruined everything. (laughs) I would not let Jordan look at my wounds that night. Oh no! Did you need it stitches? Bad. And I did probably you? did need stitches, but he yeah. didn't. No, no, there wasn't. There wasn't any open. Cut. No, it was just. It was just cooked. It was just cooked. It was more cooking. Like so, the next morning, and then to get back to house parties, though, Bacchus is such a beautiful, wonderful place. When you wake up there after a show, anybody who's left, you get treated with this wonderful breakfast made by one of the best cooks I've ever met. Then there's a Bloody Mary bar. And mimosas. Did you bring extra bloody to the Bloody Mary party? <laughs> so, so our drummer Rich, he uh, he walks up to me and he goes, "Hey, uh, you want a Bloody Mary?" And I'm just sitting there going, "Mimosa." So. Yeah, I brought a, a lot of blood to that party. All That's... I was going to tell you is about my friend saying I have a really small dick and pulling it out and then falling into a fucking bonfire, but never mind. <laughs> so did he, in fact, have a really small dick? Was that me? He did, though. He did have a really like, small dick. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and, shit out of his shit? Well, and, okay, so, friend? no. So oh. in, in, in reality, Popcorn long food? story shortened. Basically, we were all drunk. We're all still hanging out, whatever. There's this bonfire. I should have told this last week because I forgot all about it. We did the bonfire <laughs> stories. Continuation. I should have told it last week. I didn't. Continuation. So we're sitting there. And I was just like, I, I think I said something along the lines of like, you know, you can never, there's there's nothing worse than a small dick or something like that. <laughs> right. 
well, I have a small dick, and he like stands up. <laughs> and I he's was like, like I get to be proud of it. He was wasted. He was wasted, like so drunk that he. I I don't think that he would even remember the story. He was and just like, fuck it. I got yeah, a small like, dick. Well, I have yeah. a small dick, and like stood up really fast. And then he was, I was like, oh yeah, let's see it. And he like pulled his pants down so fast and so hard that he like did a 180 and like fell into the bonfire. Yep, lost and his balance. And had to like reach in and pull him out at once. Oh, fuck. And then <laughs> his pants were still down. I was like, dude, like we, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> we all see that you have a small dick. You got a little and acorn then, there, buddy. <laughs> An acorn, <laughs> a little acorn, a little Vienna sausage. Oh my god, shut the fuck up! Hilarious. Okay. Micro penis. Ah, oh, that's so too bad. Then, they burned the shit out of himself. Dude. I think that was the same night that I caught him like pissing in the sink of my house, and I was like, "What are you doing, dude?" And he was did he like, have to like stand on his tippy toes to get it all the way up and in? <laughs> I made him come home, come over the next day and do my dishes. I was uh, like, yeah, "Yo, bro. that's like fucked up." That's Don't disgusting. you can't just like piss in my dishes. <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> like, you have to, to like the do them. Listen, I'm if, not gonna if, do them. If there's ever, if there's ever like an emergency pee situation, okay, like the laundry tub is the only halfway acceptable place. Absolutely, to do I 100 percent agree with that. I have Got covered it. over a laundry tub yeah, at least a thousand times. Like, it's it's they look gross they can be easily bleached and cleaned it's not yep. where dishes are going you nope. don't put anything in there except for yep. the laundry I have, water <laughs> I have so yeah if stuff. if it's an emergency i'd rather that you didn't but like if you gotta go somewhere like not a plant not my bedroom not if the you're gonna sink, blow the shit up the dishes i'm going right. in the goddamn laundry tub exactly <laughs> i'm sorry right. I'm not going in to bask in your glory. I am literally (laughs) just going to go straight to the laundry tub. (laughs) I don't want to smell the brownies that you're No, no. I have an open window, a fan, candles, aerosol. If it still smells like your open butthole inside of my fucking bathroom... I'm, I'm go going straight laundry. to the laundry room and I'm pissing <laughs> in that shit. <laughs> There's, you have nothing you can say that's going to make me decide otherwise. I don't girls want to, to smell your shit. Is, is girls have to have like a stepladder or something by it. You should. Wait, you should so you girls have, have to have some sort of stepladder or something behind Because <laughs> like a no, guy can just, you know. I'm just really good at hovering. It's like, good. okay. Wow. How do you how do you hover that? High? Okay, this is a real, you this is a true, this is a true story. I'm going to tell you something right now. When I was a kid. And my dad can attest to this for sure. I used to watch TV and I would put my hands down on, on the carpet and I would put my legs over my shoulders. I would stand up on my hands and I would swing back and forth. However, I was a ballerina my entire life from like two all the way up to 18. I was a ballerina. So doing stuff like that was not weird. Contortion shit was not weird. I, you know, could do all kinds of stuff. So I would, I would swing like that. And now later on, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's true. But I still have this like upper body strength that I can like hold myself up (laughs) (laughs) enough to piss in a fucking laundry tub. (laughs) 
I like it. So there you go, Andy. We've our question has been <laughs> about it. <laughs> but that's about it. Girls, especially if they're ballerinas, learn how to hover at a young age, whereas boys don't need to hover. Well, wait. So, as a Unless PSA, you've got a micro penis and a little acorn. <laughs> as a PSA, I have to say, bitches, if you're going inside of bathrooms and you're hovering, fuck you. If you don't fucking wipe that shit down, because hovering actually causes more backsplash than anything. Ah. Wipe it down. Wipe it down. Wipe it down. There's a damn global pandemic going on here, people. I think everybody's going to be a little more cautious when we come I, out of this. Using I, public I hope so. I hope that's what oh, this yeah. does, is that it makes everybody like a lot cleaner in public restrooms and public places in general. Like, Just be aware. Just I've be aware. Some people do stupid filthy. shit, though. I've seen people sneeze and then pick up stuff at the grocery store and put it down. And I'm like, yo, that's fucked up. Very fucked I'll up. I'll do that. No, don't. And learn how to hover correctly, damn it. Hover <laughs> like a professional, strength. please. Please. Because I can like seriously piss <laughs> like, and like hover like you've done five it before. Seconds. Hunt it like you do, hover like you've done it before. For sure. For real. So I gotta know, did micro penis guy like was he burned up? I mean, like sounds like he had a pretty <laughs> good night. You know, he fell into the fire, he showed everybody his tiny penis, he got caught showing his penis again when he was pissing in your sink. <laughs> No, he didn't burn himself up. Like, like I said, as soon as he fell, like a bunch of us like grabbed him and we pulled him right out. So right. it wasn't that big of a deal. But it was the same guy that broke up with his boyfriend while he was throwing up in the corner. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember that guy. Same guy, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Wiggles. Mr. Wiggles, Mr. Tiny Acorn Penis, fall in the fire, break up with your boyfriend while <laughs> vomiting. I love him though. He was great. Well, there you go. Hi. I hope wherever he is today, he's happy and safe. I'm sure he is. And not falling into fires. He'll anymore. be fine. If not, then, well, you know, he will. a good time in moderation with alcohol can just be such a blast and so much fun. But there's kind of a fine line. And I think like some of our stories tonight illustrate that fact. <laughs> I mean, most most of the, the parties that I've been to at houses, really like someone, I'm gonna someone falling into a fire is really the catalyst. Yeah, it kind of happens like, a lot. Once yeah. someone careful falls around the fires, fire. then you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Lolo, your butt. I'm sorry, my butt. She doesn't know the size of her own booty. She's knocking over hockey pucks and stuff. Oh, Respect no. the shrine. She's going to need to get back in. We're gonna who have you to got there? A better way. What's that? I said, who you got there? Well, somebody got some hockey pucks. I see a little Corey oh. Howe behind you. And uh, Oh, we, we have – this is uh, actually – is this backwards to you guys? No, maybe. So this is the Gut Shots Trailer Hood Tavern. Oh, nice. Uh, I guess uh, Danny Boy. Me again. And I would be the proprietors along with Jordan. I'm back. From out of space, the fastest. <laughs> the fast. She just well, what she does is she goes into the bathroom. She hovers real quick, and then I just yeah, straight. I just like stand over it. I pee, and then I and immediately and then she wipes that shit. I yeah. do wipe it down. I do actually. It's like a big female urinal. I like it. <laughs> like a trough. I just stand over it. Stand over the trough. <laughs> Let fly. <laughs> Every time I hear that word, I think of Joe Louis Arena. Oh God. Minute. Okay, so tell me something. Are trucks yeah. like a really common thing then? They used to be back in the day. Yes. So 
Yeah, old arenas used to have them all the time, and they're disgusting. Oh, and it's fucking God. horrible. I and have no idea. Every place very, I've ever worked at has had urinals. <laughs> so they're they're very creepy, and I don't like them at all. And they oh, smell, God. and they're they're to- it's just it's gross. It reminds me, it's like what are we living in in like the 1400s here? What's going on? Like cobblestone right. streets, and everybody just like pisses into a trough. Anyways. The worst one ever, though, is there's a small one in a bar in Detroit. And so you walk into the men's room and there's just just like a big it looks basically like a really skinny, long bathtub. You know, it's just like this big trough with space for about six or seven guys to stand there and pee. And then there's uh, um, I think they're I think their actual toilet has like a door, you know. Um, but I've been in some places where the toilets don't have doors and, and whatever. Anyways, this particular trough has a mirror on the wall right by it. So not only are you supposed to stand there with your dick in your hands, peeing next to other people, but there's a mirror. So everybody's dick is reflected in it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's the worst idea for a bathroom ever. We I'm are- like, I don't. Just I don't want to pee it. in a trough next to some dude and, and like even catch a glance out of my side eye. I definitely don't want a full frontal, like from fucking here. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know who was thinking what when they put that shit in, but it does not work for me. I'm not a fan. The first bar that I got my start at really with karaoke here in Michigan, I won't name it. Anybody that knows me knows it. The uh, men's bathroom did not have a lock on it. <laughs> And yeah. it literally had two urinals against the wall right next to the door. So if anybody opens the door, here's your dick. You're looking at the dick. Yeah. Here's your right, dick. Exactly. And right then there. it had a toilet. So, dude, if you had to take a shit at this place, uh, sorry for your loss. Yeah, exactly. I um, You might I, as well just put a sign on the outside yeah. of the door, like, occupied. Somebody's in here. Oh, here. yeah. No, you, you know how it goes. You got your homie. And you're like, hey, can you can you watch this door for me? Yeah. You gotta do that. So there for those like, bars, like, dude, don't go in there, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I had uh, right before this quarantine hit, I had just revisited that bar and uh, their solution, and it only took them—I don't even know how many decades—because this has <laughs> been a bar that's our parents uh, had frequented. Our grandparents sure. might have. Oh yeah, they, from uh, generation to generation. <laughs> Little shower curtain rod around the actual toilet. Oh, there you There's go. There's a little yeah. bit of privacy. There's a little bit. I mean, it's a, a privacy. It's not adorable. If you're pissing in the urinal, though, and somebody opens the door. Nice. Well, no, then everyone's going to look at your dick then. <laughs> so I'm sorry. The, the best one that I've seen recently is still uh, so the hotel where they have Astronomicon. And I, yeah. I, I think you guys stopped by there. Yeah. <laughs> so the men's room, uh, you walk in. Uh, the one that's in the lobby, it is uh, urinal, divider, urinal, divider, urinal, urinal, divider, urinal. <laughs> and so it just, it, like, so there was, I, and uh, it was my buddy. Uh, his buddies want to, like, hold hands. Oh, so totally. So uh, Bob and Eric Gutierrez uh, were in there, and those were the two stalls that were open. And they're both pretty big guys. You can kind of imagine those logistics happening. Uh, so they're standing at those two. And and then it works out that like everybody, the other three people leave. And so they're the only two guys standing at the urinals. Um, and I forget which I, I, I'm so mad I'm blanking on this. The uh, it was one of the pro wrestlers that was one of the guests uh, there walks out of the stall, goes over, washes his hands. And as he's walking out, he goes, <laughs> you two boys are going to have yourselves a good dark match and turns the lights out on him as he's walking out. <laughs> 
Absolutely happened. Absolutely. Absolutely happened. Would die. Yeah, you two boys are gonna have yourselves a dark match. <laughs> oh man, that's a good practical joke. That's always a funny one to me. That's like really turning good. off the lights I on like somebody that. when they're when they're in the bathroom. <laughs> well, so then there's the uh, oh my god, uh, the Kit Kat Club. Uh, if if you're not familiar with it, uh, it is a bar uh, that was used to be a house uh, in the middle of the neighborhood. Um, legend and rumor has it that it's named the Kit Kat Club, all three with K's, uh, because at once upon a time, allegedly, it was like the the Grand Dragon of Michigan uh, from the KKK lived there, uh, and it was his house. And it was and it, same kind of thing. Like you walk in, uh, there's no door on the stall, uh, and there's a urinal there. And we're there one night, just drunk as hell, having a grand old time. If you've never been there, I highly recommend it. Obviously not now, uh, but the best part is there's the karaoke host is like 400 pounds, um, and it, and if you tell him that it's somebody's birthday, he gets them up on stage and then strips down to a thong while he's singing them Happy Birthday. It's the best. Oh. Uh, but so what? oh yeah oh so yeah no for real that oh happened. My God. And so I just I just I just found out where we're going for our birthday. Absolutely. So <laughs> one night we're there, and I and I get down off stage, and you know they'd ordered another round of shots, um, and so you know I do a shot, and I'm like, all right, I gotta go take a leak, and I go and I walk back to the bathroom, and I open the door, and I just and I immediately slam the door, and I come back, and I'm laughing my ass off, and Bob like, dude, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, okay, man, I said I need to paint this picture for you. I'm like, all I saw was. A, a giant ass covered in crap uh, and a guy bending over facing the toilet wearing a lion's jersey. And that uh, and that was enough for me that like I just had to run away. Yeah. And so like maybe like 10 minutes later, this guy comes walking out of the bathroom wearing a lion's jersey. Bob's like, is it the guy? Is it the guy? Is it the guy? I'm like, yes, Bob, <laughs> clearly that is the guy, you 11-year-old fool. Yes. That's <laughs> hey, Dave. Yes. Did you ever go to Mephisto's? Uh, maybe it's ringing a bell. I just know that you and I both share the, like, uh, you know, that type of, it's yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's why. Yeah. 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 It was like a, it was like a house. Yep. That's oh, sorry. That took me a sec. Yep. You did did go there? I have been there once or twice. Oh my God. It was like the same kind of situation there yes very much so go in and then there were like it was literally like a house and then they had like a a small bar and like one of the bedrooms was converted into like a dance area and then they had like an upstairs area where you could like watch movies or it was like a house it was like very much so like a house there is one around here uh by where i live in clinton township uh that has been operating for a long long time um, and everybody just calls it the basement bar. Um, and it is, uh, hilariously, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's a bar it, about the size of mine, uh, in somebody's basement that's about the size of mine. Um, and from what I understand, uh, there is a, uh, three ring binder, uh, with all, uh, with listings of all of the ladies, uh, that will come by, um, and do be strippers or, you know, whatever else you might be looking for, uh, over the course of the evening. Um, and, uh, which, which, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, was, I mean, it's this, us the this is Michigan, man. I mean, this, I, in fact, 
So that was actually one of the best. Uh, one of the I think I'd make when we did the uh, the shot of history remote down at Whiskey in the Jar. Um, that they had the guy who was the chair of the Hamtramck Historical Society uh, there, and he's written about ten books. And he and one of the books is the history of drinking in Hamtramck during Prohibition. And it and listening to him like just re, like just relate these stories about how many. That's kind of interesting, uh, though. Oh, yeah. Like, just how many speak... I mean, that Michigan's kind of known for it. I mean, you look look back, you know, all the... You know, you hear about, you know, Capone and Prohibition and all that kind of stuff. But, like, pretty much all of that flowed through here um, because of... Canada was so close. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, all the runners... I mean, who was it? It was one of the U of M uh, basketball players that bought the house um, in St. Clair Shores that had the tunnel underneath the river out to the island oh, yeah. um, that they that used to sense. use. What? Oh yeah, no, for real. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot I've of that stuff. That. Oh, there's a lot of that stuff here in the area. It's fascinating. They used to. It's sometimes the river. Well, the river wouldn't completely freeze over, but every once right. in a while, it would get frozen enough to, to where people could go across it or try it, chance it. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Tunnels I ever knew that like one of my friends was like connected to was in the Northville um, Insane Asylum t- Tunnel. Yep. So, so in, and I know that those are all cemented in now. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the ones out here have been too. Um, I mean, it's it's really really rare when you find one that hasn't been. Um, but yeah. So and I feel like uh, we would all be remiss um, if you're talking about bathrooms and drunk and bad situations. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the built-in sobriety test that is that are the bathrooms at Lafayette Coney Island. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that that staircase is the Temple of Doom. It is Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is, it, it is. I mean, if, if that that's literally it's a built-in sobriety test. Dave, it's in, in Ann Arbor, yeah, in Ann Arbor at a at a what is it called? Um, oh my God, they have the hippie hash and stuff. What is that? What oh, is yeah, brain cramp. Fleetwood. Yes, the Fleetwood. It's yeah, yeah Fleetwood's got an interesting. Every time you go to the, go to the Fleetwood, if you have to go to the bathroom, if you can make it back up, you're sober. Yeah. If you can't make it back up, then you're just like gone forever, <sighs> or people have to come down and get you and like find a way to get you back to your house. Right. <laughs> Need a search <laughs> party. Strangely similar. I haven't been to the Fleetwood in years, but I used to go there a lot, and yeah, definitely known for its bathroom. Yeah, well, even when you go down there, it's like an insane amount of graffiti and stickers, and it's it's within a block of (laughs) Eight Ball, which everyone knows that there's there's a bunch of fucking artists that have gone through the Eight Ball. I personally have seen MC Chris and a few other people there, and and when they go through there, it's just like they (laughs) they leave their autograph down there, or they just like you know will do something. That it's like, why would you ever want to pay oh, yeah. that? You know, right? The well, the blind pig's so a couple famous. of blocks away as well. I'm sorry. The blind pig's a couple of blocks away as well. Big blind pig is, del- is below eight ball. Yeah, yeah, it's like right there. Blind pig and eight or above eight ball. Blind pig is right there, and then eight balls right right downstairs. And it's like the blind pig and eight ball both have. First of all, terrible bathrooms. And <laughs> second of all, they're within the Fleetwood, so that's a, that's another bathroom that's also terrible. <laughs> ah, Bob. Uh, Bob chimed in on the chat room. It was Chris Weber who owned that house. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. Thanks, Bob. 
We appreciate it. <clears throat> Bob, who was the uh, who was the you boys are going to have a dark match wrestler? I couldn't remember. I told that story a yeah, couple I minutes ago. Too. I want to know about that too. <laughs> Razor Ramon. <laughs> While he's wearing his PBR jacket. Right. Almost inevitably. Almost inevitably. <laughs> oh, wait. This past, this past astronomical? No, this was, la- this was the year before. The year before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember you telling me that story or maybe – oh, I'm so sorry. Or maybe even Ming telling me that story. But I remember somebody was saying the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, super fucked up situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that describes all of Astronomicon. I, I really. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Oh my god. So nobody's having any house parties these days, but we're definitely no, uh, <clears throat> going back and reminiscing, going down memory lane. I used to live in a house in uh, Detroit that was um, West Side of Detroit, pretty nice neighborhood at the time, and uh, my roommate had uh, a big above ground pool out back. So summertime was filled with barbecue parties and um, he drove a motorcycle. So, you know, a bunch of biker kind of guys would show up and hang out friends with a few of the, the biker type people. Um, good house parties, man. You know, always oh, everybody yeah. on their best. Cause when you're hanging out with bikers, you want to be on your best behavior. You know, like people, people tend to not get out of line. We get drunk, we'd, you know, cook and play in the pool and stuff, but we were always amongst friends and, and always kept it cool. Um, but, I do remember one time almost dying because the roof to the garage was close enough that if you got a good running start and weren't hammered drunk, you could run and jump and land in the pool, you know, because it was a big above ground pool. God damn it, Remy. Do the, like, you know, I'm, I'm like, this is the worst thing you could do. <laughs> the, the I'm a golden god scene from uh, Almost Famous, you know, <laughs> standing up there. But that's what we oh, do, yeah. you know, it's like, it's it, that summer summertime summer fun um i saw somebody stumble but still make it into the pool he stumbled on his run-up uh and and caught himself and was able to to just barely leap into the pool i think like his feet hit the edge and that was about the worst that happened uh one time i was always successful in it but i could have died at any time for sure (laughs) (laughs) harrowing misses jumping off roofs and into pools i mean it's a thing I wasn't drunk because I was a child, but you said something about like being up on the roof and everything. And when (laughs) this is just like something I remember when I was a kid, my uncle, my cousin and I used to hang out. Like we would go onto the roof of her garage and we would like play up there. And it was like a flat garage. Like it was like flat. So it it was like short. So it, it wasn't like this huge, you know, we would play up there, and I remember my Uncle Willie being like, oh, I'm going to, like, set up a pulley system. I'm sorry. Can we, like- can we talk about the fact that you had an Uncle Willie? Yeah, like, <laughs> multiple. <laughs> so uh, my cousin Christine and I, we would, like, go and hang out and, like, party our, you know, our 13-year-old selves on top of this like little garage and we would be like yeah we had like little virgin daiquiris that we would like make and you know whatever so we would party up there and i remember very distinctly my my uncle was like okay i'm gonna make a pulley system so you can pull each other up and she was on top of it and so was i and i was like i'm gonna lower myself down and she was like, oh, I'll lower you down for you because we have a pulley system now. 
And I stepped onto it and I immediately fell straight down to the ground. Yeah. I hit my, my like orbital bone onto the fence. Oh shit. I had a black eye. (laughs) And I remember my aunt being like, please don't tell your dad like that. We're going to, that we're (laughs) sending you home with a black eye and how that happened. You definitely could have died. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I probably wouldn't have died. I could have hurt myself. I hurt myself pretty bad, but I could have hurt myself way worse. And I just like, remember that it was like one of those things where like afterwards you were like, why the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> anyone let you do that well, why did you let us do that and it's like they were getting drunk and i was like what if we were getting drunk like nah. I, i've thought about that later on in life like what if i was drunk in any of these situations uh you I'm probably actually would have come out done. you probably would have come out better like rubber right but when you're drunk um, yeah like rubber so you just bounce back I'm not saying it has anything to do with the fact that his name was Uncle Willie. I'm just saying. <laughs> that was a poor choice, Uncle Willie. <laughs> what the fuck, Uncle Willie? <laughs> what the fuck, Uncle Willie? Ah, well. You didn't die. You're good. Uh, it was. It was uh, Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon. That's, uh, that's, that's exactly who it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome okay so so when did jake the snake go how did i know that was the kind of hijinks he would be oh, yeah. all i want to do is tell jake the snake about my dad that's all i want to do just, yeah i think he was there the first year if i recall correctly i thought so too and like i remember looking for him and i talked to ming about it and like he had left for some reason or he was coming back or whatever the case was when i went there he wasn't there and like all I cared about was telling him that my dad looked identical to Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh yeah, no, he was no, he was there last year. He was there for uh, for the second year. Last year? Yeah, so it was well, not this, not the one like a, a little oh, bit ago, one. but the one last year. Yeah. Okay. There was some reason why he wasn't there when I was there because I was trying to see him. Because in reality, and I will even post this on our Instagram, I'll post it on our Facebook, whatever. My dad. Oh, could my, be him. My dad, my entire life growing up, looked identical to Jake the Snake Roberts to the point where when he would leave, I would be like, oh, you're going to go fight whoever. And he was like, yep. <laughs> and he would come back and be like, man, that was a crazy fight between me and so and so. And I was convinced. I told all of my friends. Oh, you showed me pictures. It, it absolutely does. He is Jake the Snake. Like, straight up, he's Jake the Snake. It's, like, insane to me. So all I want to do is bring a picture of my dad and me when I was a kid and have Jake the Snake, like, sign it without knowing. <laughs> that it's not him. Dad. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just like, really want him to do it so bad. If he, if he just takes a glance at it and thinks, yeah, that's probably me. He would yeah. never know. Like, Remy... <laughs> I'm not even joking. I will literally post this shit. I will show it to you. Put but it up on the gram. Put it up on you, the pages. You literally page. would have no idea that it's not him. That's awesome. Like all he needs is the pet snake. <laughs> shit, you know. I would be like, where's the snake? And he's like, oh, we have to leave it at the stadium. Like we well, have to yeah. leave it there. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. He was like the best. Like I, I would have never known that it wasn't him. Did not believe it. 
Jake the Snake was a good one. I was in like third grade or fourth grade. I told everyone my dad was Jake the Snake, and they all believed it. Ate it up. (laughs) Eat it up with a spoon. (laughs) For real. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it starts in high school, I think. High school is where the house party begins. Like, you go to your first house party where there's alcohol and drugs and and people hurting themselves. And it's for me, it was this kid who had, like, dropped out, not graduated, was, like, three years older than everybody, but still hung around with the high school kids, and he had his own place. And so it was like, you know, when you're a senior in high school and somebody that you know who's a couple years older as their own house with no adults around, like that's where we're partying this weekend. But eventually the cops get called and that's where fights break out and, you know, high school, dumb, dumb stuff like that. I got jumped at a party like that one time. Just some guy decided to like, just attack me out of nowhere from behind. And then like three or four people were stomping me. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then it gets broken up. And I'm like, all right, this was, uh, that was cool. (laughs) Like, (laughs) good good job guys. You, You know, you really, uh, you really fought a great fight there, but you know. I also hung out with a lot of people that were like playing D and D and fucking a little <laughs> more on the chill side. So uh, they weren't like jumping people, but they were like jumping people, so to speak, in the game, right. killing them off. They were they were rolling yeah. wicked twenties, is what they were doing. They were yeah. I wish I would have been so lucky. I, it wasn't a bad beat down. You know, it was like, I got hit a few times, a couple of minutes and then it got busted up and For me, it I got like dragged you were outside. Way more like, popular oh. than I was. <laughs> Apparently not with this guy. <laughs> he didn't like me for whatever. Reason. It's just like, I don't know why. Like, I'm magical. You know, the type of shit that you go through from like <laughs> when you start drinking to like when you, you know, get to the point that we're at right now where it's like, I'm going to be 33 and, you know, we're, we're older now. And it's yeah, like, still drinking. <laughs> it, it's insane to think about like the shit that I did when I was a kid versus the people that are the same age as me and what they're doing. You know, it's fair weird. enough. Everybody's got their own little journey. Their right. own little it's path. Just a little, everyone has a little branch to go off. Of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All the branches behind me. <clears throat> So, Dave, do we have to wrap it up or what's going on? Uh, probably should because I got to get us up and running. Uh, in fact, Ming uh, just posted something lovely on Facebook. Oh, my uh, God. He tagged you guys in and he said he posted a picture of himself sitting behind the mic and he says, Hey, just waiting patiently for Lauren Walker and Remy Smith from Tales from the Bar side to hop off the podcast Detroit stream. Oh <laughs> we'll be here live at nine o'clock soon. Wait, can Thank I? Thank you, Ming. We love you. Can I just make like an extra little thing saying that I love Ming Chen so much. He is like my favorite person in the world. I'm so sorry, Dave and Remy. You guys are both my favorite people. But <laughs> We're not but jealous. I love you, Ming. You're the best. I think you're amazing. And you're so great. And you should be on our podcast next since you have nothing else to do. Yeah, we totally should have made that happen. Duh. Let's see if it happens. Yeah, um, I also future. love Ming Chen. I also me. love you guys. I love each and every one of you. Andy, thanks for joining thanks, us. Guys. Thank you thanks guys. Thank you so much. We stories. love you. Um, if Lauren, you want to plug our little uh, pluggy plugs there? Yes, please. The uh, so, if you have your own stories to tell about the times that you have worked at, been at, or been a part of some kind of bar or service industry situation. 
please send your stories or a snippet of your story to barsidetales at gmail.com. You can also see us at our Instagram at tales underscore from underscore the underscore barside. Please send us anything you want us to talk about. And we have no problem saying your shit on our air too. So yes, we'll share it with you. Thank you so much, guys. We will see you next week. Love you. Bye. All right. See you guys. Bye.